Right, we're recording now. Okay. Take three. So this is the third take of this because we're talking about a lot of very heavy things and... Boy, there are some rabbit holes that yeah, we get down, don't we? we? We certainly do when we get talking. So this is the third take. Nina, would you like to intro us? Kia ora and welcome to Revolving Door Syndrome. I'm Dr Nina Sue, your friendly neighbourhood paediatric and emergency doctor. My day job is helping sick kids get better. But lately, it's felt like I'm pushing a revolving door round and round in circles. I patch these kids up, send them back to the environment that made them sick in the first place, and they come right back through those hospital doors again. Together with my partner, Connor, we have created this podcast to deep dive into the reasons for our broken systems, and perhaps find some real solutions. This podcast was made in association with the School of Medicine, University of Auckland. I'd like to introduce my partner, Connor Aliff, who is also my one-man production team. Welcome, Connor. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. <laughs> uh, Connor is also the reason why we have this podcast, um, because I think after me complaining about my work for months and months and months, he's just like, why can't you just complain to everyone else as well so everyone else can know all the things that you dislike about your job? Yeah, that's 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 an apt description of what, <laughs> what happened. <laughs> But do you want to explain to, to to people why we've decided to start this podcast? I guess I'm just tired. I'm just, I'm burned out from the job. I am just tired of seeing people suffering. I just see that the health system is just not catered for people who don't fit that model of being a cishet white man. And it's frustrating. So speaking as a cishet white man, <laughs> one of the things I have personally noticed is that we have become very divided as a society and I, I think that a lot of what we want to achieve in this podcast is bridging that divide and talking about a lot of these hot topic burning issues. I mean I think it's really important to have really candid conversations about this because they're like you say they're very heavy like very heavy topics and it would be good to hear things straight from the horse's mouth from people who've had these lived experiences because if you hear people's stories that speaks so much more than just statistics and numbers yeah it's really easy to distance ourselves away from these issues when you began to describe to me this is the way the system works the funding goes to these people and these people do with this and then oh, it's we- very complicated isn't it you, <laughs> i'm shocked so many steps <laughs> and i don't think that a lot of people are aware of these things why the- don't we just send money to fund the people who are doing the work Exactly. I think most people agree. Nurses should be paid more money. Yes. Let's pay the nurses more so we have more nurses. Yes. And selfishly, my job would be easier as a doctor if we actually had well-staffed nurses. I admit that. <laughs> if it meant that like, I could work in a situation where I wasn't stressed all the time, I'd totally take a pay cut if it meant that there were more doctors and more nurses so we would actually do a good job. So as a statistic, at the moment in Middlemore, it's 17% vacancy. I think there's a like 17% vacancy rate in their staff. Yeah, almost a fifth. And so obviously all those staff are having to cover for that additional nearly 20% of staff that they don't have. No. Oh, totally. And if everyone's already working really hard because it's the <laughs> because they're understaffed, when you get the HR department ringing you up asking if you want to pick up an extra shift, what's the answer going to be? No, I don't want to work more. <laughs> 
pay nurses more. I feel like that's a solution right there. I feel like that's oh, a done and dusted. Oh, it would solve a lot of issues. Yeah. Just pay nurses more. Mm, mm. Nina, can you tell me a little bit about why you decided to train as a doctor? <laughs> Great question. When I was in high school, you know, there was some previous student who became a nurse and worked on the Mercy ships or something who came along and did this presentation about all the great work that she'd done in the Mercy ships. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I want to like, I want to like, you know, just like help people. And I think that's like a super cliche way that people talk about when they go into like their pre-med school interviews, trying to get into medicine. But to be honest, I wholeheartedly really believe that. I came into med school because I wanted to be a doctor and I wanted to help people. But <laughs> to be honest, you know, in this job, it's increasingly becoming harder and harder to help people. What are the challenges that you're facing on a daily basis that are stopping you from helping people? The reason why we're calling this podcast um, the revolving door syndrome is that you see people in hospital and you make them a bit better. If they're a bit dehydrated, you make them more hydrated. If they are a little bit low on the oxygen, you give them a little bit of oxygen. And then, so you make them a bit better and then you send them home to the exact same conditions that made them sick in the first place. And then they, they come back because it's the environment, it's the life that we've allowed these people to live in that's making them sick. Because mm. you see it so clearly. These people are sick because of poverty. They are sick because they live in these homes that are not fit for living in and it's making them sick and it's bringing them back poverty is a big issue that's causing illness in children and the more illnesses you have as a child the worse off you'll be when you're an adult the less mm. productive you'll be as an adult those years are, are almost a predictor of what their health status will be. Totally. If you're a child and your parents can't afford high quality, healthy food, you're not getting the nutrition required to be healthy. And if your tummy's empty when you go to school, you aren't able to concentrate. So you're not going to perform well. Teachers might think that you're um, a problem child so you're not going to get the attention that you need to succeed academically and so you're not going to get good jobs you're not going to get good education opportunities as an adult so it just retains that cycle of poverty mm, mm. and if you're not eating well if you aren't actually receiving the nutrients you need your brain doesn't grow as much the main the the, the biggest benefit that you get in Every human is the first thousand days of life, but that actually starts before you're even born. The nutrition that the mum has, you know, the stress has so much impact on the baby and that just has so much flow on effects on the health of the baby after it's born as well. You know, the ability for the, the mother to breastfeed and provide a warm and safe home and to nurture this child because those first three years of life where so much of your like personality development and your emotional regulation happens in the first three years. And it's crazy that mm. we don't have more investment into that because who doesn't want an, a, a fully functional adult that's able to emotionally regulate? <laughs> See, I think, yeah, that, that you're, that's exactly it. But I think we struggle as a society to recognise that in those first couple of years are so formative to actually what that adult is going to be like and how productive they're going to be in society. And the worst case scenario is that they become anti-productive. That's why we need people to invest 
and families and children because you know what even if you want to look at it from a fiscal point of view the more you invest early the better productivity you get later which yeah. means you get more tax revenue mm. if they make more money and you know if we don't invest heavily into children you know um what kind of retirement are we going to have because you know the children um that are being born today they're going to be the the tax earners for when we're in our older age right so if we don't put resources into them now what kind of retirement are we going to have years later on right we've got to invest in the kids When we were thinking about names for this podcast, there was this Māori word that just kept playing in my mind and I looked up what it meant and it really resounded with me and what I wanted to do with this podcast. So it's called Whakawhanaungatanga. So Whakawhanaungatanga means to make relationships or to find kinship with another person. And I think that's like exactly what I want to do with um, revolving door syndrome is that I want to connect with other people and show that like if we make that effort, you can connect with people who are different from you and find kinship mm. with people who are different. Yeah, totally. Totally. I think we like to think of ourselves as really independent free thinkers, but I think a lot of it is formed because of our situation, how we've grown up. It's our parents, it's our grandparents. It's the environments that you've grown up in. There are some people in New Zealand who will grow up in a really rural, some little small town where there's maybe like a couple hundred people living on a little farm or something or whatnot. And that's their life and that's how they grow up. The community in which they live in, that's what forms their views versus someone that's living in the central city in Auckland, growing up in like an apartment building. And that's two people at two different ends of the spectrum. That's how these worldviews are formed. As humans, we've somehow become very quick to judge. Totally. I think a lot of us have become very, especially I would say lefty liberal people, we've become very woke um, and very quick to judge <laughs> for people who are ignorant. And ignorant isn't necessarily doesn't mean somebody is a bad person. I'm sure there are many things that I'm ignorant of and this mm. is a journey for me to become less ignorant, for me to understand other people. And some people just don't have time for that. If they're very busy with their daily lives, you know, you can't expect everybody to be completely aware of everyone else's lived experiences. And if you go in an attacking way of being like, oh, you know, you should know this or you should know that or blah, 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 blah. I think that only seeks to push people further away. Mm. I think it goes back to there's a famous, some sort of famous phrase that is the child that is not accepted by the village will burn it down to feel its warmth. Just and like I'm, in the movie Black Panther. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing that. I've probably destroyed the original quote. But I think it's really important because, you know, there's a lot of people that feel very... Excluded? Or? Excluded. The world is changing faster today than it was 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, like I think about things like in med school, we learn about a little bit about cultural competence and we really scratch the surface on learning about LGBTQ and gender affirming care, really just the surface. And we learn so much just through social media and being products of being millennials and Gen Z. You know, we learn things through that and just to expect um, our more senior colleagues who never had any of that teaching to just know things like that. I, I can't expect that because that's not the education that they've had. Mm. It's been a long time since they were in med school. They may not have had the same education opportunities that I've had. Mm. And then expecting someone to just 
understand, just, oh, you should just understand this stuff, I think is a big ask on a lot of people. Especially if it's going to be in a, in a, introduced in a way that makes someone feel guilty for being a cis hair white man. You know, that's, that's not what we're here to do. Because the reality is a lot of the people you work with are cis hair white men. And that's a reality. And it's not to attack people. I've grown up where my brain is still like a sponge. I recognize that as you get older, your brain is a lot less susceptible to new ideas and it's new thinking. a bit drier, thinking. is it? A bit it drier, is, a bit harder. It is. That's the reality of life. That's the, you know. A bit more cantankerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure you can think of one or two people that fit that Oh, mold. many. <laughs> <laughs> But these are the same people that struggle with these new concepts. And so do we just, right, you're you're gone. We need to get rid Cancelled. of you. Cancelled. Cancelled. Do we get rid of you? Or actually we learn how to work together. And I think that's what this is, is we actually need to learn how to work together because we share more in common as people than we are different. Do you totally. Know? Yeah. And so I really hope that this podcast turns into something that can be listened to by everyone and anyone and i don't necessarily think that people across the board will just agree with everything that's being said but i really hope that we can engage people in a conversation that raises awareness for a lot of the issues that we have and potentially creates action i'm really excited about this podcast because it's just really nice to have a project that's different from my job because my God, I am very burned out and <laughs> <laughs> I need to do something fun. And it's um, going to be very different from my regular job, which is, you know, great. These last couple of years have been difficult. I don't mm. know about you, Connor, but it's been difficult in healthcare. And I think a lot of our listeners would say, yeah, it's been pretty hard since the beginning of 2020 and it's now the second half of 2022 we just all just have to get over it it's it's like like the world is saying we just have to get over this collective trauma that we've had for the last couple of years as if nothing ever happened keep calm and carry on (laughs) that's the reality of what the pandemic has done i just think we've had all these broken systems that were broken well before covid19 And we have just seen the symptoms of them being even more broken. And so I hope with Revolving Door Syndrome podcast, talking to lots of our different guests, talking about these problems, we will come together and we'll find some solutions. And maybe somebody listening will help us enact these solutions. So stay tuned. We'll be putting out a new podcast maybe every other Wednesday and hopefully we'll be accompanying you on your daily commute. Revolving Door Syndrome pays respects to elders past and present. We acknowledge Māori as tangata whenua and te or Waitangi partners in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Thank you.